0: You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner in possible.
1: What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Today's nugget. Did you know that if Patrick Mahomes wins even one of his next two games, he'll have the most wins, touchdown passes, and passing yards through the first 75 games of any quarterback's career in NFL history. We've been talking about these numbers, these the 75 uh, game mark for a while. Uh, Kenny Stabler is the quarterback that he's chasing as far as the most wins. Dan Marino was with touchdowns; he just passed him uh, a couple of weeks ago or last week. And now we're talking about all three. We're talking about one quarterback holding all three of those feats again: wins, touchdown passes. Passing yards. Patrick Mahomes will have the most of anybody through the first 75 games of his career, should he get at least one win over the next couple of weeks. Uh, I like his chances of doing that. And it's never going to get old talking about these stats and these records and this pace and all that. It's the greatest we've ever seen uh, through a quarterback uh, so far. Uh, in his career. So uh, pretty special stuff. I'm BJ Kissel, former chiefs sideline reporter and founder of KCSN and ask her of questions here on KCSN update your daily chiefs podcast and video from us here at KC sports network. It's Tuesday, so those questions come in the form of our five burning questions for the Athletics' Nate Taylor. We'll get his thoughts on Sunday night's performance, the latest on some key injuries the Chiefs are dealing with right now, plus much more right after this quick word from our friends over at DraftKings. NFL Sundays are only getting better, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. And check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets, like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. Anytime scores. I've talked about this before, it's my personal favorite, you can go across the NFL, Always feel like you got a shot. And with payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go to when betting on the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code KCSN, and place a $5 pregame money line bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, and now we are going to be joined by Nate Taylor from The Athletic. Uh, Fresh off a flight back from L.A. Nate, how's it going, man?
2: I am doing well, BJ. Uh, I was on the one direct flight, I guess, (laughs) uh, Monday night going back to Kansas City from L.A. So, no, I'm doing well. Hopefully everybody uh, is going to travel, you know, pretty well and smooth for Thanksgiving. Um, But, yeah, it it was a nice trip in L.A.
1: Yeah, at least they gave you something to write about in that game on Sunday <laughs> night. There's a
2: shortage Man. of storylines coming wow. out of that one. Yeah, and and the cool part too is you know now we're getting into like what I like to describe as like real football. Like mm-hmm. September is fun because we just haven't seen the sport at its height in months. October is interesting just because um, who's good, who's not. You're starting to see teams separate. Um, and sort of storylines permeate and develop. And then I think when you get to Thanksgiving, it's like, oh, seasons have changed, weather's changed, divisional matchups. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. now we have the actual playoff picture that they put on television. Like, who are the division leaders? Who are the wild card teams? Who's you yeah. know, still in the hunt? Um, and so I love that part of the season when you get to November and it's around Thanksgiving Day. Obviously, you have football games, you're with your family. And now it's truly a sprint to January and the postseason. And, like, who can really stand the test um, when teams have so much information, so many plays on tape of what you're Mm -hmm. good at and what you're not good at? And obviously, um, yeah, you know, the the quarterbacks sort of matter. Um, (laughs) And so so my buddy, Russin Dodd, who covers Mm -hmm. uh, our our wide-ranging things for us at The Athletic, uh, he's also a Kansas City native. Um, yeah. he was with no, some me. of the family. I know. His yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Reagan. I mean, he was, he was with me, uh, Sunday night in SoFi stadium. So whenever rusted starts to like come around, whenever it's Lindsay Jones, whenever, whenever it's mm. people that obviously you just love and respect working alongside, then, then it's like real football, not just, Hey, it's a, it's a week seven game in, in October.
1: Yeah. Shout out Riley too. You don't want to leave Riley out of that Uh, and the Dodd family as well. Uh, So anyway, before we get into five burning questions, I want to ask you about this because you just mentioned this is your favorite time of the year. And and I made this point yesterday uh, on our 10 things episode where it's just nuggets and information Mm -hmm. and a lot of superlatives, all that stuff. And the fact that the Chiefs have won 25 straight games in the months of November and December, I made the point, Nate, Mm -hmm. that I think it's even more impressive uh, when you really like study and think about the fact that they won all those games, it's really a credit, not just to Andy Reed, but to the entire staff. And this is yeah. the, the point that I made. It's Rick Burkholder. I mean, it's Alan, right? It is everyone getting those players, right? It's the assistant coaches. It is the, mm-hmm. the process in which they go through training camp when they rotate all those different guys. Cause you get to November, December, guys are hurt. You yep. have backups playing. You have second stringers, third stringers that are getting mm-hmm. in and playing. And you don't, if you're quality control coaches that are working with the second and third stringers and they're providing the scouting reports to give those teams an edge, like you need every single person that works on the football side of the organization on point to win 25 <laughs> straight games in the middle of a season. Am I out to lunch here? Or is yeah. that like, I know it's a good stat, but like I try to give and think deeper about it. Like, what does it really take? to win all those games in the middle of a season when guys are injured and all the backup, like it's literally, everybody's got a hand in this one.
2: Right. And it's, it's attrition. Um, One of my Mm. favorite moments, I guess for me, maybe not so much for the player uh, was talking to Jared McKinnon last week. Uh, This was Friday as we're all getting ready to go to Los Angeles. And even after a Friday practice, which is pretty light uh, this time of the year, he still, Using the Theral gun just all over his body. Just I have to recover right now. I go from this to acupuncture to a, maybe a massage when we're in LA. To all of a sudden now, um, what can I? How can I speed up the process of recovery so that I can be available on Sunday? Um, I love that you mentioned Alan Wright and the equipment staff because you know the team got back from LA basically at I don't know 4 a.m. Monday morning. And they have to go right back to work so that Mm -hmm. everything is in place for not only when to safe practice, but what are we doing Tuesday for, you know, that basically film study day and treatment day. And Mm -hmm. the leader sort of telling the younger guys, this is what it takes to be successful, whether that's Chris Jones, Frank Clark, obviously Kelsey and Mahomes. Um, I love the idea that you need both, right? You need all these people in the building, which is kind of what Travis Kelsey was sort of getting at in his questions late Sunday night. Like, I want to perform so well because I've been on the team for 10 years and the staff mm-hmm. has been there the entire time. And, <laughs> you know, they don't they don't catch game-winning touchdown passes, but they are there to support me um, to the best of my ability. And Andy Reid sort of saying, hey, uh, last year he kind of came in slightly overweight, and this year <laughs> the staff told you, don't do that. And Travis Kelsey, yeah. I guess, was in excellent shape when, when training camp began, which is wild because to the to my eyes, I couldn't really tell the difference. I mean, he's Travis Kelsey, he's, he's incredibly talented. Yeah. But even those little things matter in November. And then you also need uh, one of my favorite moments of the game or in the locker room, I should say, after the game. on hey, Sunday. whoa, whoa
1: don't don't share it is our first is our first burning question let's just go right into the first burning question and that is what was your favorite story or favorite (laughs) moment from covering the game i gotta set that up
2: okay okay so i got a couple um all right now remember this is the first time i've been in sofi visitor locker room because last year um we were still kind of going through you know whatever the level of the pandemic was we were talking to guys basically not in the locker room, but. Put them outside in an auxiliary room. So we're in the locker room and I see Rick Borkholder. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously we know each other. He sees me and I go, because I know we're going to talk about this too. was like, that turf, man. Holy smokes. <laughs> but yeah. he said, look, we, we obviously prepared the equipment. People really figured out what type of cleats will best support you um, because that's mm-hmm. been a study that's going on throughout the league. And then he said, "You know, it helps that 15 has a cape on." <laughs> and that's when he—that's when he stopped talking to me to to address another player's—I uh, won't say issue, but just to address another player's uh, situation. I guess not bad, not not terrible. Yeah. Right. Um, but he, he wondered, you know, I knew exactly what to ask him because these moments happen quick. Your your heads on a swivel. You know, one minute I'm shaking. You know, Mark. Donovan's hand and we're talking about Thanksgiving next minute. You're talking to sky Moore, uh, who just had the best game of his career. Um, you know, I'm trying to see like who in the defense is available. Um, mm-hmm. cause you're supposed to allow guys to shower and then you can talk to them afterwards. Or some guys are just like, I'm in uniform. I'm still in it. I'm emotionally like high, mm-hmm. like let's just do it now. So you're <laughs> trying to meet people where they are, which of course I know, you know, all too well mm-hmm. BJ. Um, But having the sense to, like, I got to drop the mic before I move on and basically being like, yeah, well, you know, that's great, Nate. It's great to recognize that, like, we're trying to do this and, like, here's the issue. And, like, it's a different circumstance because of the field and, like, how we work together, the the medical staff, the equipment department. But 15 has a cape, and that's what we want.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Such a great way to put it. It's
2: like, okay, great. (laughs) It's a nice –
1: it's a nice segue into the next one, and that's the latest injury news. We talked about this going into the game. Uh, and we talked about it last week, you know, uh, Cooper Cup uh, coming mm-hmm. out and saying what he did before his injury, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't think – I going back and watching, I don't know how much that had to do uh, with the turf, but DK Metcalf, there's been a lot of NFL players outside of the Chiefs and specific to the game on Sunday night talking about the turf at SoFi, and you have a billion-dollar stadium with – what they are describing is basically cheap turf that is causing a lot of injuries. Chiefs yep. had some injuries on Sunday night. What's the latest on those injuries and do any of the, are any of those related to the field and to the turf at SoFi?
2: Um, this goes to your depth, DJ, uh, BJ, excuse me. I'm all over the place right now, but BJ, I think Andy decided if there's something soft tissue related, you're done. Like you're just, we're not going to hmm. push it. We're not going to try to extend you or get you back, which was so fascinating about Monday night's game against the Cardinals and the 49ers they are playing on natural grass, but it's in high altitude and someone like Debo Samuel, like after every play is just coming off the field being like, can you just, can you just stretch my legs out again? Like (laughs) this doesn't feel normal based on the playing surface and the high altitude. So you have to be mindful of every stadium has its own sort of uh, circumstances surrounding it. But I think Juan Thornhill didn't play in the second half because of a calf injury. We're just yeah. sit you down. Not going to force it. Brian Cook's been coming along. We have him and, and Josh uh, Justin Reed, excuse me. We'll just use those two guys as our safeties and we'll rotate, obviously, the young cornerback soon. Um, I think Juan will probably be fine, um, okay. but they just weren't taking any chances. When it comes you to. Would... Go ahead.
1: Real quick on Juan, because you and I both know when it's an Achilles injury, They say calf, and then, like, afterwards, they'll be like, Oh, he, you know, it's a torn Achilles. And so, whenever I'm now that I'm not there, whenever I see calf, Mm -hmm. I'm immediately triggered to, Yeah, that's what they said about Mike DeVito. That's what they said about Derek Johnson. That's what they said about all these guys. Uh, because they didn't know, and in fairness, it's not like they're right beating around, they're not trying to give you the information. It's just it starts off as a calf, and they quickly rule them out. I'm glad that you're providing that that color to it because he was pretty quickly ruled out. Like, he wasn't right. coming back in the game with a calf injury, and I was immediately looking at Kent like, I hope that's not what I think it is for that dude. Like, <laughs> for a while, like, so many of us that have been around him want him to, to do well in, in, in a big year for him. Like, uh, so I'm glad to hear that uh, it's not an Achilles, it sounds right.
2: like. It, it doesn't look that way. Um, okay. Another thing that you will sort of tell when you've done this long enough is – if you see the player in the locker room after the game, that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> like I, yeah. I saw Juan Thornhill with my own eyes, seemed to be fine. Uh, he was really discussing the game with Justin Reed and Brian Cook about you know, some of the route concepts they were having to match. Obviously, the amazing play that everybody was talking about in the Chiefs locker room of Keenan Allen going outside, inside, shaking mm-hmm. those hips to get that long catch on third and 15 uh, against a rookie cornerback who – has never seen that move, ladies and gentlemen. He was just like, <laughs> I, have, I have, I have, outside leverage. I, I, I'm now. How did he get? A, how did he get around me? Um, but you know, I saw Kadarius Tony in the locker room, so he's sort of the next guy. Uh, Tony was really happy for Sky Moore, um, but he had a, he had some tightness in his hamstring. Nope. Yeah. Not gonna do it. Not gonna play it. Not gonna push it. It's a long season. Um, this is also the coaching staff believing too that yeah, we can win. We can we can win with <laughs> circumstances that aren't usually great. you Kadarius, you're a number two receiver today. Um, one target, no catches, zero yards, tight hamstring, sit down, just just take it easy. Let's not push it. Um yeah. the, the 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 most uh, significant injury, and I wrote about this in the athletic. Um, it's to Clyde Edwards-O'Leary. Rosolary. It is a high ankle mm-hmm. sprain. Andy sort of acknowledging that right after the game tells you how uh major of a deal it is because sometimes they'll just say ankle. <laughs> they'll yeah. Just, yeah. They don't <laughs> they won't be uh, as specific as they as they can be. Um now Clyde's right ankle was in a walking boot. Um, hmm. so one has to believe that his chances of playing Sunday against the Los Angeles Rams are pretty slim. Um and it's unfortunate because, you know, they gave him a few carries in the first half and he looked to be just fine. Um, it's not as, yeah. you know, he wasn't as explosive as Pacheco was, but he was still getting positive yards. Right. Um, so for him to have his injury in the first half and to miss the entire second half and perhaps miss a few weeks, you know, we're going to find out in the next couple of days, I think uh, BJ, if he's going to go on short-term injury reserve, uh, which might, yeah. you know, which might be beneficial just because you you do have a veteran running back that's been itching to be in uniform.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: And that was my next question, uh, or one of the next. We skipped over one. We'll come back to it. Okay. Uh, but with Clyde <laughs> being hurt, is this? There's a lot of people on social media that have been clamoring for Ronald Jones. I mean, is this an opportunity for him to come in and get some of those backup carries? Because Pacheco's the guy, and yep. Jarek McKinnon, um, who nobody's more excited uh, that Mahomes put his cape on at the end of that game, probably than Jen McKinnon <laughs> uh, with that fumble that nobody's talking about now. Yep. Um, and it's just one of those beauties of like, hey, we won. So no one's going to talk about that fumble uh, at the time. But is this is Rojo the next guy is or is this a they're gonna sign CJ Spiller and bring him back? So Derek Gore gave the eyes emojis on Twitter and said she's kingdom out uh, certain and get all the engagement from Chiefs Kingdom. Is this is this Ronald Jones time?
2: Here's what I would do if I was in the front office. I would tell Ronald Jones, let's have a good week of practice. Let's elevate you. This is all contingent on Clyde going to short-term IR, or at least the coaching staff telling him that, like, you know, obviously with the medical staff included, like, hey, you're not going to do the next two weeks.
1: Andy Reid very rarely gives color. And when he said, like, it's pretty tender, it's going to keep him out, like, he doesn't ever say things like that. So when he does, like, he's definitely going on IR. As soon as I heard it, I was like, that, he's out four weeks. So this yeah. is Ronald Jones time. Clyde comes back. He's going to be healthy, get some time off because uh, you're going to need him. I had that conversation with some people when we were at the mm-hmm. Kingdom Bar coming up to me asking me about the running back situation. Like, you can say whatever you want about Pacheco. He can get all the carries now, but you're still going to need Clyde Edwards-Alaire at some point down the stretch of yep. this regular season. Even if he misses the next four games, you're still going to need him to step up and make a play. Uh, we see that with everybody. See it with yep. Justin Watson. See it with Noah Gray. Like, everyone's got to step up and make a play at some point.
2: And and it's still wild to think, BJ, because of the new scheduling format that we still have seven more games (laughs) like they've they've won the division like they have
1: unbelievable.
2: They have moved on. It's they are eight and two. They are very good. They are atop the AFC standings and there's still seven games left. So. So, yeah, to your point, like he might, you know, Clyde might be relevant to maybe help clinch the one seat in like week 17 or now, week 18, that we all have to get mm-hmm. used to saying. But um, well, if what I would do is yes, Ronald Jones, you've been with the team. You know the system now. Obviously, you've been itching for it. I told you, I guess, months ago, BJ, that he was in the break in case of emergency glass. Yeah. Now the glass can be broken. So here's Ronald Jones. But if you're in the front office, you do give a call to Derek Gore and say, hey, don't you know the playbook? Weren't you with <laughs> us in? And like you know, I won't say full training camp, but like you're around during the off-season program. It's all about competition, all about making sure guys are uh, focused. And uh, yeah, man, if no one else is giving you a call, uh, why don't you why don't you see if you can get that 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 home, that apartment, wherever you were that that you had in Kansas City, see if you can get it back on a short-term yep. lease. Um, that way, you know, you can just. Keep the system as close to being fluid as possible, but most front offices will tell you that like you need to have a backup to the backup. And mm-hmm. Derek Gore might put out some eye emojis because yeah, he's he's a healthy running back. He hasn't been hit in weeks. Yeah, um, there's a
1: short list. There's a little there's a yeah. little notepad somewhere. It's got a short list of numbers and names, and is like, listen, somebody goes down. This is the first call that we make. Those agents know uh, mm-hmm. when somebody goes down. They know that phone's about to ring.
2: Yeah. And, and look, right. everybody, everybody saw it too on, on primetime. So um, yeah. that might expedite the process. Well, this isn't like a one o'clock game in front of, you know, in, you know jammed in part of like nine different other ones. And you're, you're, you're trying to get information quickly because it's a primetime game. You should be on the phone pretty quickly. Um, once you know that you, you know, your first round pick running back um, is in a walking boot. Um, yeah doesn't look comfortable walking back to the, to the team bus.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's, Go back. It was going to be number three, but now we're making it number four. So we're jumping around <laughs> here a little bit. And uh, I know Sky Moore's performance uh, on Sunday night. I know a lot of it uh, had to do with just necessity, and that you know Juju Smith-Schuster didn't play in the game. McCole mm-hmm. Hardman got placed on IR. Kadarius Tony, that you just mentioned, kind of shut down with the soft tissue deal. So somebody was going to have to step up and make plays. And we saw in a moment that we needed Sky Moore to step up and make plays. That's exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. And they, before I set you up, just to you know. Is this a sign of things to come for Sky Moore? Uh, I want to share because I talked about some 10 things, talked about on the post game show. The most impressive play to me from Sky Moore wasn't the over route in which he beat Derwin James Mm because they expect him. You know, we talk about how much he's played, this, that, or the other. We know he can run routes. That hasn't changed. We know his athleticism. You get him in the open field on that kind of route. I don't think there's a lot of safety. I don't think there's a safety in the NFL that's going to be able to cover him or anyone. Like that on that particular route in that scenario, that's a very difficult route for a safety to cover in that kind of way.
2: Plus the ball placement was absolutely excellent.
1: There's nothing you can do on that. But the play that stood out to me the most was the broken play. It's the one that he dove back forward um, to catch across the middle. And at at first glance, I was hoping and thought that it may have skipped off the ground. It didn't. He got his Mm -hmm. hands underneath it. But that was a broken play in which if you watch Sky Moore, there's like that outfield turn where you're looking this way and then you reach back over with the ball behind you and found a basically an open lane and found a crease for Patrick Mahomes to deliver the football to him. And he was probably the only guy on that play that Mahomes could have got the ball to. So when you're Mm -hmm. talking about – Executing within the framework of how the play is designed, you can develop trust. But when Mahomes leaves the pocket for him to find Sky Moore and pick up a chunk play the way that he did and the way that Sky got open and had to basically maneuver uh, his body and kind of know where to go, that's instinctual. You can practice that stuff to know trust that they're going to be in a spot and trust that they're going to get open for you. But th- that play meant more to me as far as that's developing trust with Mahomes. It's not running a slant or the over route in, you know, in pocket in framework mm-hmm. of how the play is supposed to go. It's he got open and did his thing uh, when Mahomes is leaving the pocket, and that that's that's what stood out to me. But is this is what we saw on Sunday night a, a sign of things to come for Sky Moore?
2: Uh, I think so. Um, and you know now that I'm sort of. Uh, really thinking about what you just said, BJ. Like it makes it makes a lot of sense, and I hadn't thought about that um, exactly the way you had just described it. So that's a very that's a very good point by you because um, you know Patrick is at a place right now where he and the offensive line are in true uh, concert. You know, the only time they got Patrick in the game was because Pacheco just just got beat by Derwin James, who just happens yeah. to be really good, which is funny because that's a flip of, like, week two when, like, Pacheco, like, just stoneballed Derwin James. So, I'm sure, I'm sure Derwin James <laughs> had his name written down. Who <laughs> um,
1: gets after it. We saw it at training camp. Yeah, like Pacheco yeah. was, a bad, was a bad rep, but that is not a, an area of weakness for no. Isaiah Pacheco. He just got got by uh, one of the best safeties in football.
2: Yeah, so um, I think – Moving forward with Sky, can he get like four targets a game? You know, because yes, Travis Kelsey exists. Um, you know, we think Juju Smith Schuster might be back for Sunday's game. Um, Marquez Valdez Galen, I think, has done a, a really nice job of running routes hard, knowing mm-hmm. that like the ball m- might not come to me. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously he's an experienced guy, so he's going to get his own targets too. Uh, but if you can get Sky maybe four, to five targets, depending on the matchup. Yeah, maybe you can get those three catches for 60 yards um, based on, you know, scramble, sort of play extensions, you know, connections with Mahomes. Or obviously, what I thought was a was a great sign of trust, too, was, hey, you did well on that over route. You did well on that play that you just described, BJ. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Less than two minutes left. You're not on the yeah. field for the first play. But we're putting you in the game whenever there's a stoppage. And I thought Mahomes did a great job. And, and I know it's a it's a visual medium, so it's a little different. But he goes, if you look closely, he goes, one, two, Skymore is supposed to be there. I got to mm-hmm. flip my eyes and put it on him. Basically at the sticks to get a first down to make sure that we're still ahead of the chains in terms of the scenario with obviously only having a couple timeouts left. So, and guess what? Yep. Sky Moore was right there, made the catch, secured the ball, didn't try to do you know more than was necessary for the play at the time, and then gave the ball to the referee, um, and they got right to the next play. Um, and so I thought, okay, that means that's going well in practice, even when you have limited reps, and it's and it and it played out the way you'd hope for a rookie in such a circumstance. So um, there's a chance that they've really figured out what his role is, which is like, hey maybe Juju doesn't have to take all these reps on the inside from the slot position. Now we can interchange the two of them and Sky Moore can still be productive from time to time on the outside because he's so quick coming in and out of his routes, which is what you said Mm -hmm. earlier. We knew he could run routes in college that Mm -hmm. has translated to the league. It's just the matter of, does he have enough touches? Does he have enough snaps? And obviously how is he learning the offense through the course of his rookie season? But Four targets, three catches, 60 yards. You should take that every game moving forward if you're a Chiefs fan.
1: I was so hyped after that game on the post-game show. It was just a mess. Like, I was yelling and screaming (laughs) and all kinds of stuff. But I looked at Ken. Ken's like, well, maybe he's developing. I was like, no, they were just hiding him. I knew what he could do. They just didn't want to show the rest of the league until the middle of the season. They're like, oh, crap. Now they got Tony and they got Sky Moore getting unleashed. Like, they were just hiding him the entire time. And look, Justin. It's a big boy.
2: Justin Watson is killing people on 3rd and 15. <laughs> That's the
1: biggest uh, play like, of the game. That's the biggest play of the game.
2: People should really watch that play. And just the amount of Derwin James being like, "There's I have to account for 87. I have <laughs> to account for Tony, who I think was still in the game at the time. And, and, and this guy? This guy, who is a <laughs> full-on burner. Like, I know his complexion might say otherwise. Dude's a burner, man. He Dude, he can been, run. Yeah. Dude's been so good this season. And for whatever reason, uh he has circled the Chargers and been lethal. Um, so Justin Watson deserves credit too. Obviously, everybody's talking about the scissors action or the you know the crossing uh routes that you know it's basically a pick play, but but he executed it at it's the highest route. level. A rub route, you know, <laughs> high level. play has a
1: negative connotation to rub
2: route. I mean you know, mirroring. I guess you know, putting a wall yeah. up uh, as coach. We're not going to talk
1: about. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the refs though, Nate. We're that's a, a whole nother podcast that I would love to get your thoughts on. We don't have a time in this day. You think to get you into think, the refs?
2: You think they went back to their own locker room? Look at the stats and went hmm. That jumps out.
1: <laughs> I like it. Zero penalties in the first the opening kickoff. A opening kickoff, they're like, you throw a flag. Nope, sorry to hit my mic, everybody. It's so, a flag. Like, it, yeah. it, there were some egregious ones in that that I, that I can't get to. But data, what I can get to,
2: no, my go ahead. Data being like he's, like he is, like, he is, like he's a long lost friend is, is incredible. I'm like, look, I know screenshots aren't indicative yeah. of every play, but holy smokes, guys.
1: That's bad. I, I love the actually let him play defense, like the not calling the tiki tack fouls off of the Kelsey one early where he kind of gets tackled by Derwin James and get caught up. And he's within that five-yard like, okay, they're going to let him play like that. Kelsey reaches out. He makes contact with him too. Like, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then on the the MVS where he gets completely turned and <laughs> like tackles, like that's obvious. Right. Like, come on. And then the Kadarius Tony one, the Creed Humphrey play, like – I'm going to get mad. I'm going to get mad at being. So instead, I'm going to set you up, talk about something positive. We Thank spent you. the first four, three ish, two and a half ish uh, here uh, talking about the offense. Let's talk to the defense. Let's talk about the defense. Uh, what's the best story uh, for you in being there and watching what the Chiefs defense did? Because the offense can get all the credit. The defense didn't step up the end of the first half and the first two drives of the third quarter. They don't have an opportunity to win that game Mm -hmm. at the end. I've been contending that since the game was over. That changed everything for that game is the stop at the end of the first half, forcing the field goal, and then the two punts that they forced uh, to start the second half.
2: So there's little stories within the big story of the defense in the locker room, BJ. The first is Andrew Wiley uh, lighting up the moment I said, hey, man, um, what about the, you know, were you watching the defense at all? And his answer was yes. Um, and it, and I put it in a story that, that came out last night, um, you know, about Pacheco and Sky Moore, but just Andrew Wiley lighting up and saying, like, we knew we were going to get the ball back to start the second half. And belief is a real important part of football. The game is super emotional, and it does things to you psychologically during the game and afterwards that have, you know, um, real impact on the season. But Andrew Wiley basically putting to voice that the offense thought hey the defense is going to figure this out we know they gave up 20 points we know the chargers get the ball back to start the second half they could go up you know 14 points like it could be a real challenge but they're going to get us the ball back he also appreciated how much they were getting after justin herbert um and then willie gay you know uh his teammates call him the juice man uh he was full of energy he is um rambunctious i guess is a word i could use dude had the stereo on blast uh <laughs> to which me and andrew wiley go ah, that's that's willy gay you know you win <laughs> on the road you want to bump some music some hard they won the music. afc
1: title they won the afc west title pretty
2: much celebrate and so, before
1: and so it's, thanksgiving it's
2: wild you so before before uh we can even get to like that side of the locker room because it's a little divided like offensive guys are here staff Mm -hmm. coaches equipment and then um and then it's the defense so they're in the far back um you know willie Gates like playing you know the hip-hop music like going nuts and just telling everybody like they couldn't see me like how did they not see me like (laughs) i came right through the beat gap um (laughs) You know, on his blitz, that works. Yeah, and I guess you could, I don't know, sometimes it's like. Is perfectly, that timed.
1: Yeah. It is perfectly timed. Yeah.
2: It's perfectly timed. Yeah. I don't know if that's a delayed blitz or if it's perfectly timed or uh, you hear the protection call from the other side and you go, great guys, do that. Um, so we had a lot of fun talking about that and obviously just getting everybody hyped. Um, and I get the sense that even for the secondary, it's just like. It's going to take that to beat us in the fourth quarter. And what I mean by that is Keenan Allen pulling out a magician's trick on a deep ball that very few quarterbacks can make, not named Patrick Mahomes. And Joshua Williams just being in the right spot, having the inside leverage, having the sideline as his additional defender. And even Dave Merritt, the assistant coach, was just like, that was an incredible move. Like just mm-hmm. a truly incredible play on third and fifteen. And like we will give him all the credit. But guys, that is what it's Mike that, that that might be what it will take for a team to beat us in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter, uh, on a gotta have it play. And so you give Justin Herbert a ton of credit, but also they sacked him five times because the yep. secondary was in place pretty much the whole second half. There's not a single rep I think. In the secondary in the second half, where they were just flat beat. Um, yeah, I you know it's funny Brendan Staley and I guess Joe Lombardi to some extent, but I give more credit to Staley here. They go tempo at certain times, and so they come out of the timeout in tempo, and that's how they got the touchdown pass to Joshua Palmer because uh, all of a sudden Nick Bolton is trying to tell Brian Cook where to be, and Brian Cook's like, but they he's running he's running the route right like right, right <laughs> in front of me, um, and so they scored the touchdown on tempo out of a timeout, which I thought was very. Fun from a tactical standpoint, but yeah, um the defense felt good. I think Frank Clark is quietly just bringing along George Karloftis like he was in mm-hmm. training camp and saying, I saw you. I know mm-hmm. it doesn't say it in the stat sheet. I don't have a sack in the stat sheet either, but I, I saw you and you affected the game, man. So the the more of those little scenes you can get, um the more you're starting to understand that the defense Is coming along and that those young guys are, are getting the experience that the team hoped they would get, and they're still winning at the same time. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price.
1: I just need George Karloftis to average a sack and a half now over the last seven to break the Derek Thomas record that I projected at the beginning of the season. So there's still time. There's still plenty of season left. We already established that, uh, but it, it's going to take, a it's going to take a lot yeah. at this point. I'll wear that one, but uh, Nate, before we let you go, it's always good stuff, man. I enjoy chatting with you and getting the the behind the scene perspective of somebody who who's there covering the team has got all these little fun uh, stories and, now, before we let you go, I want to get something that uh, something that you're thankful for as it's uh, Thanksgiving week here. But before we do that, I want to shout out. We've been talking about our soul of Casey Raffle and all this stuff. It's all over social media. We're going to continue promoting promoting for the next couple of weeks. But I want to spend the next thirty seconds. I want to promote what Juan Thornhill is doing. Um, Uh, raising money uh, for the victims families of what happened at the university of Virginia with the football team. Uh, You can find the information on Juan's social media platform, um, especially on Twitter. There's one day left. Uh, He's donating a custom game worn cleats, two playoff tickets and a signed Thornhill Jersey. Uh, you can buy raffle tickets. They're $20 a piece. Um, 100% of that money, again, is going to support the victims' families of the tragedy that happened down at the University of Virginia with the football team where Juan played. Again, find all that information at Juan underscore Thornhill on social media. Um, he's Yeah, you can find it there. You can find the graphic and all the information. But I want to shout out, it's not surprising people who have been around Juan uh, for him to want to give back and do whatever he can to help in that way. But uh, I want to use this platform to bring that up. But Nate... Man, what are you? What are you thankful for as we get ready for Thanksgiving? And we wrap up this show.
2: Yeah, obviously, I'm thankful for my family. That's a given. Um, it's been a wonderful year. Um, I'm just thankful for just the 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 community around uh, the city and the Chiefs. So uh, I haven't shared this story yet, but again, I think kind of based on the airport situation. Obviously, they're building a new one. I hope that will be uh, put together in time for for next year's draft. Hmm but I was on the one flight uh, Delta had from LA to Kansas city. And um, yes, it's the winter time. Yes. We all know how enjoyable California is, but there was a true, like, this is why you do the job sort of moment where you're on the plane and we haven't taken off, but there's strangers all kind of from the same city, all kind of going back for Thanksgiving or obviously having been at the game and they're just talking about the chiefs. They're just talking about, Uh, obviously what Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey did yet again against the Chargers. Um, But it's a real sense of like, wow, like this is, this is just a moment where you have to acknowledge that like, this is why I do the job. This is why it's so fun because people don't have to necessarily recognize me or what I do, but they, but when they find out, they go, this is, that's awesome. You know, and that you're from Kansas city. And it's like, yep. And like, we talk about, you know, high schools and where you're from and when you, where you came back, um, you know, it was really cool. I got to I got to shake Jason Sudeikis' hand because he was taking his his children back to Kansas City, I assume for the for the holidays for Thanksgiving. So, you know, Jackson Mahomes was on the flight, um, and I talked to some to some to some really cool guys um, who were who were just like couldn't believe that like yeah, Kansas City is 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 in a renaissance time um, and. What did you think of the game, and how did you see it? And man, like, do we re- do we really appreciate these Mahomes comebacks? I mean, this is the conversation on a flight before it even leaves uh, LAX, and it's just like, okay, I know we all got through the pandemic the best we could. Um, God bless all the medical experts and the healthcare workers who got us to this point, to where we could have, you know, true fellowship about something that brings us together from a civic standpoint, and that just happens to be the football team. Um, but it, it's something that just reminds me of how grateful it is to do this job. Um, sort of the civic responsibility we have, BJ, because everybody going back from Los Angeles to Kansas City wants to talk about the Chiefs.
1: Got to love it. Got to love the the position that we're in and uh, the people, I, yeah. Yeah. Cheese Kingdom has always been special. Uh, people who cover it, like yourself, uh, do a phenomenal job for us fans. as the, the conduits and the the people who let us know what's going on and share those mm-hmm. stories with us because it's a special time. And we're going to look back in 20 years and look at the things that you're doing and the way that you're covering it mm-hmm. uh, and how special all of this is. So as long as nobody takes that for granted, Uh, it's gonna be a beautiful thing man but as always we appreciate you for joining us that is this episode of KCSN update with the athletics Nate Taylor we appreciate everybody for watching we'll have plenty more content throughout this week for you getting ready for that game on Sunday afternoon against the LA Rams the defending Super Bowl champs uh, that are gonna look a little bit different uh, in this game they're pretty banged up and uh, we'll have more on that as we get closer to the game but appreciate all you for stopping by we'll see y'all later